and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Vogelman. My guest this week is Gary Burke, and Gary was the basis for the band The Breakfast Club. They had the big hit right on track back in 1987. It reached number seven on the Billboard charts. They only released a one album. Gary talks about why their album was fantastic. Besides right on track, it included Rico Mamba, Never Be the Same, Kiss and Tell, and they were nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys. Gary talks about that experience as well. And if you know anything about The Breakfast Club, you know that Madonna was in one of the early iterations of it. She was the drummer. She split from the Gilroy Brothers and formed Emmy. She brought Gary Burke in and Stephen Bray, the future drummer from Breakfast Club. I mean, Stephen wrote some of Madonna's biggest hits. Nothing really came out of Emmy besides a record deal for Madonna. So Gary and Stephen went back to the Gilroy Brothers and the Breakfast Club that we know and love were formed. And they're actually might be working on some new music. Gary was telling me, fingers crossed, that'd be great. But they did release a EP called Percolate, which was songs from the unreleased second album. It's really, it's really a good EP. I recommend everyone checking it out if you haven't yet. Gary contributed the song Mirage to it. Gary left the band and talks about why he, he did and find out which American Idol judge took his place. I love Gary. He's had a up and down life. I hope everything works out for him. I hope these new songs that they're working on do find their way out. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with him. So the uh, documentary, the Madonna and the Breakfast Club, you know, it was really well done. I know they interviewed you. They kind of kind of like, you know, dramatic, you know, scenes while interviewing the members of the band and from her past. How do you think the documentary came out? I guess it was, I guess it was well done. I, I give the guy credit for doing it, doing it pretty well. I don't know. I don't, what do you think? It was on, I have no complaints. I yeah. guess I I mean, it, yeah. I, I might have said I might have said some other stuff or not said some stuff. You know, there's always that. Right. I mean, it was but, uh, it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, <laughs> now I hear she's doing her own. Yeah. And directing too. Yeah, I wonder how much. That yeah. Sounds weird. I know. I wonder how much of like you know that history she'll have in the in the movie. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? I think, yeah. I think someone asked her that, and she said. They said, "Are you gonna put Breakfast Club in there?" She said, "Of course." Yeah. Those turncoats. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe I should have been nicer. I shouldn't have said. They shouldn't have said that. I want to be famous. I want to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You, you were honest, so. Uh, what? You, you were honest, right? Yeah, I was honest. Yeah. That's that's one thing. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't eviscerate her or anything, but I was honest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Made myself look bad. I'm the one who was enamored of her. She wasn't enamored of me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you know, but after like it yeah, came you, out pretty good. Yeah. I, I I don't know how it. I don't know if it's if it's doing well. Who can tell these things with with streaming services and even <sighs> podcasts or anything? How can you tell? How many people listen to things? And yeah, who knows? I guess you can. You, you probably know how. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to get two points on that thing. I haven't. Got, I haven't gotten two cents. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, well hopefully, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah well, well, hopefully, when her thing comes out, maybe that'll you know pump up your guys' one too, from a different point of view. Yeah, I'll probably never hear from the guy again. Right, <laughs> guy Guido. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you have to pay back. I guess it's like getting a recording contract. You have to, before you see your first dollar, you have to pay back everything that they fronted to you. Right. You know, yeah. well, video costs, recording costs, yeah. travel, meals, whatever. Right. You never see, you don't see much money. Yeah. At least ways I haven't. Right. <laughs> Did you know about those recordings of uh, Dan Gilroy and Madonna? I didn't have any idea that they were secretly uh, <laughs> taping. Right. <laughs> I bet. I bet she wasn't thrilled with that. Maybe that's what she meant by turncoats. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you like speak to the Gilroy's after it came out? 
Yeah, I've, we're, uh, I was on, Steve Bray's been doing my, he's been calling me, he's trying to set me up with the Pro Tools okay. on my Mac, and uh, so he, he takes over my computer from California. Right. So we, we talk, we're trying to write, trying to write a new song, we have a new song, it's pretty well halfway done. Oh, cool. I'm supposed to write the bridge for it, I'm having trouble with it a little bit. Right. It's hard to write in that when someone else is writing verses and stuff and then yeah. here you do the bridge I don't know I'm not used to that right. I'm not used to working like that but it's kind of fun and I, it keeps me in touch with the, with the guys Dan Gilroy's a constant presence on Facebook with with, with political he's very political so he's, so he's always he's always chipping in chiming in right <laughs> and Ed Ed Gilroy he lives he lives in Corona so Okay. We talk once in a while. Right. Is is he still at the synagogue? He is. Wow. I know. It's changed. He's modernized it a lot. It's not the same. It's not the same old synagogue. Right. You know, he's put a lot of money into it and stuff. Yeah. But it's it's a nice place to live. It gives you a little space. Yeah. Have you have you been back there over the years? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I just not since COVID started. Not right, of since COVID nineteen though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he's very. Well, he's he was a nurse. Okay. And his wife was a nurse at, at, at Elmhurst Hospital, which was the the epicenter for a while of the New York COVID nineteen. Right. And uh, they were both nurses at Elmhurst Hospital, so they're very cautious about. They don't want anyone anywhere near. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't blame you. <laughs> and I don't want to go near. I don't. I don't go near anyone. I don't want to be near anyone either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're all in our little bubbles. I know. I know. It's 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 crazy. It's a strange, the strangest of years. It sure is. Thank, thankfully, it's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm looking looking forward to this one being behind us. Yeah. It'll probably be tough next year, too. Who knows, right? Probably. 2021 doesn't look like any bargain either. No. I mean, well, I guess we'll find out in November, right? It all depends on November 3rd, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Now, um, when, like, you like you and Madonna kind of split, you know, split off from the Gilroy's, you, know, you did, like, Emmy, right? right? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But when uh, you know she unfortunately ditched you to get the record contract, was it awkward going back to the Gilroy's? You and Stephen? No, 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 it wasn't. We, we we had stayed we had stayed friendly, right? Even even though we split off from them, and then Mike Monahan quit, and then Stephen Bray came yeah. from Detroit or from Michigan, started the little little three person group, and then we started auditioning guitarists and stuff. But I stayed in touch with them, and when that when that band broke up, uh, Kilroy's had a tape. They they, they they gave me a tape, and I was listening to it, learning, creating bass bass parts and stuff. Right. And Steve overheard me, and he he liked it. He said, "Hey, hey, hey, Gar, why don't you? What do you? Why didn't you tell me about this or something?" So he he started coming out to the synagogue and, and playing, and so created the the new Breakfast Club. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was how that went. And so they've always had we always had good working relationships. Right. Everyone's friendly and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So so the four of you, you Stephen and the the Gilroy's, uh, you mentioned you the, the new Breakfast Club. So why did it take so long for your album to come out? Well, we started started a we practice. We rehearsed, you know. But Steve and I were in the city, so we had to make it out to out to out to the synagogue, and uh, took a while just to get an act together. Then we were then we were going out and gigging at like CBGBs and things like that once in a while. Not not a lot of gigs, but some. And then we got. We managed to get signed to uh, Z Records, which was distributed by Virgin. It was this this guy Michael Michael Zilka, 
had a good roster. Had like Kid Creole and the Coconuts, Lydia Lunch, and uh, was not was. Okay. The Don, Don was and and I, a lot of groups like that who were not gigantic chart chart toppers, but the interesting groups. And uh, so we got signed to them. Michael Zilka got into a thing with we we so we it took a while to record an album. We had a whole album. We got put in the bands to watch thing for a Rolling Stone article. And uh, so it was, it was all looking good. We were signed. And that was kind of a thrill. But um, the Chris Blackwell the, and, and not, not Virgin, that's, that's the other. Like Island Records. Chris Blackwell ran Island Records, which sort of helped discover reggae and stuff, I guess, Bob Marley and various reggae groups and a lot of other groups too. Um, U2, I guess U2 was on Island and right. stuff like that. And they got into a, I guess they got into a disagreement. So all of a sudden, even though we had recorded an album and we all we got out was put out a, a 12-inch single. And uh, I guess it was right on track even back then, I think. Like... Uh, and they got into an argument, so Island Island pulled out on the distribution deal. So it all kind of went south. So we had to get re-signed. You know, we ended up being courted by Capitol Records and MCA. Wow. And they, they flew us out to California one weekend. And Saturday, we went to the Capitol building, the Capitol Records building. Right. The famous building. Yeah. And then Sunday, we went to MCA. And we ended up picking MCA and then uh, starting from scratch to record an album, you know, not not using the uh, the album that had already been in the can. So we started recording it, so that took time. So um, I guess I guess that's why it took a few years. Did you guys use the same songs that you had in the, the first original album? No. No? never good right <laughs> we, we spent a lot of time in the studios spent a lot of money and left a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor right but uh, I guess that's where Steven was getting his on the job learning yeah because <laughs> he was already writing songs for Madonna right he was co-writing songs he had done yeah I think that didn't that didn't hurt either yeah in, in getting us signed right you guys sign with MCA or Capital? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't go back. No. <laughs> but 
But yeah, you guys, yeah, you released Right on Track and it became like a massive hit. Yeah, that was a fun video. And then we got, and then we got nominated for Best New Artist. That was a, a high point. Right. We knew we wouldn't. We knew we wouldn't win. Yeah. Jody Watley was on MCA too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All their votes, like they were directed to vote for Jody Watley. Right. And she's she's the one who ended up winning. Yeah. So, but that was that was that was thrilling. Yeah. Did you guys go to the Grammys? Yeah. Playing that on t- different t- 
England, Paris, Rome, mm. Verona, mm. Zurich, yeah. all sorts of places. Yeah, well, was, I had never been, I had never traveled much, so right. well, that was a great thing. Yeah. Well, was, yeah. What was your favorite country to go to? Italy was so amazing, yeah. I thought. It's just such a beautiful country. Yeah. Something about the light. Yeah. It, was, it, was in, it was about this time of year, I think, yeah. Right. Late September, early October. Right. And it was just gorgeous there. Rome, Verona, we played in a gigantic like, arena that gladiators mm. usually do <laughs> in Verona. Right. There's this, uh, this theater, they had a festival, they have a festival every year. Except probably not this year, but. Right. <laughs> it's this gigantic stage, and people just come out and you just. They're not set up for live bands or anything. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's our video. Yeah. On Europe U- is different from. Yeah. But the this one was like fifteen thousand people or something like that. It seemed like right. It was bizarre. Yeah. To be on this giant, this giant stage. Yeah, they're all like fifty yards from each other. Right. Yeah, I, I saw one like. <laughs> A video on YouTube, like you guys are performing in Paris, right? And, and like the stage is all lighting up. Uh, wait, uh, I don't remember a Paris one. Okay, or, or maybe it was the one you were talking. I thought it was Paris. Okay, perhaps it was that amphitheater. It, it could have been, yeah, yeah. It, it could have been, yeah. The stage yeah. is lighting up, yeah. Verona, where okay, where Romeo and Romeo and Juliet is set. Right. Mm-hmm. Like one night, it was there was a big thunderstorm, thunder and lightning. So they had to cancel that day, so we did it the next day. Yeah. So we were like spending, spending, you know, backstage was like under the, underneath the seats and everything. It's old catacombs or whatever, right. whatever you call them. Yeah, it's like it's so weird. Yeah. Can, like the gladiators used to come out here, right. used to hang out here. Yeah. It, yeah. it was really bizarre. Yeah. Why didn't you guys perform like? You know, touring in the states. Oh, just never came about. It just we didn't we didn't get our live act together. Right. We did some television, so we did some live stuff, like like we did the Apollo. Right. Yeah. So that made, we yeah. did uh, uh, the Hollywood Palace and the Apollo. We so we played our songs on those. But and we played Friday Night Live in London once. Okay. And then we we did it. But a lot of TV shows we had to lip sync. Yeah. So that was weird. Copenhagen that was fun. Mm. And it was just a great trip. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I want to go back to Europe. Yeah, I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where I'll go if you know who gets reelected. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up your bass and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw the video of you guys on Friday night, uh, or Showtime with the Apollo. Sorry, and you guys are probably one of the first acts, right, to perform. I think. Uh, yeah, that was their first day of taping. As a matter of fact, right. hard to win over the crowd you know because you have three white guys yeah. and a black guy yeah <laughs> well there weren't that many it was a daytime taping so okay. it wasn't like a real show right and uh, I guess they tried to tried to make it look good by just you know but the, I don't know how many there were only there were only hundreds of people in there I guess okay. yeah you know and so maybe they tried to make look make it like look like it was a real show or something but it wasn't right and uh, <laughs> yeah. they got into it after a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We kept on st- 
starting and stop, stopping and starting again and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, Did you eventually? Yeah. Eventually, they came around. Yeah. Did you guys only play right on track, or did they give you like another song to play? Yeah, only that one song. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's just a one. Yeah. And I don't think we were on their first televised show. I know we were on the, right. the first day of taping, and I don't know. We ended up put, being put in the show. I don't know, yeah. A couple of months later. So. Right. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because I remember watching, you know, like Showtime right after Saturday Night Live every Saturday night. Yeah. 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 Because uh, I, th- I th- I'm you're... sorry about the Apollo. Was that, that when it was slaughtered? Yeah. After yeah. It was... Saturday Night Live. Yeah. It was like one one a.m. It was on. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And... I used to like the show. Yeah. Showtime at the Apollo. Yeah. There was also what else was on? Uh... Oh. Friday night, they would have a video show. Yeah, Friday night that videos. Was fun too. Yeah. Uh, so they invited us on, and we did a skit with Chris Elliott. Okay. <laughs> it was fun. Right. Um, but Stephen Stephen couldn't come. Oh, okay. From California, and then the guy, then it, it got like they just wanted like maybe just to kill our brothers should go, and I was like. No, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. kind of a political thing. Yeah. Ended up drawing straws and oh, wow. one, of the Gil- one of the Gilroys didn't go. Oh, okay. I said, why don't we all three go? Come on. Yeah, exactly. You know, we drew straws. I drew the short straw. Okay. Oh. So I just, like, myself and Dan went. Right. And when Eddie heard the Chris, that we did a skit with Chris Elliott, he was like, he was, he was depressed about that. <laughs> I said, I told you you should go. Yeah. We don't want just the white guys turn into a racial thing. Of course, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's racism, man. That's right. That's racism. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But you guys. That was cool. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, like you know, right on track was a great video, and also never be the same was a, a fun video too. Which one? Never uh, be the same. Yeah, that was a fun video. Yeah.
was a lot of fun. Yeah. We hired a bunch of eight old people. Right. It was an unusual, unusual video. Usually it was with the hot, hot girls, hair yeah. bands, and hot, right. hot babes, and all that stuff. Yeah. We have we have all these people from nursing homes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know where we, we I don't know how we got those people. To tell you the truth. Yeah. I was. And we were supposed to. We, we were like uh, supposed to be made up to look old. Yeah. <laughs> the makeup wasn't that good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that good at all. Yeah. But uh, yeah. and the guy said, I said, remember that Star Trek with where they age? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we only want to do this idea if you can do that good, like you know, old Captain Kirk, old Spock, right, old right. Bones, you know, <laughs> yeah, that was great makeup in that episode. Unless uh, if you can you do that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can do that good. Yeah. <laughs> no, not so it didn't much. Happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I always thought like that should have been the second single. I mean, I I, I love "Kiss and Tell." I think it's a great song, but I thought that should have been like later on. I agree with you in retrospect. Yeah, right. <laughs> we should have had something closer to a so, dancey or you know. Yeah, it's right on track. We should track. have gone from a dancey thing to yeah, to sort of a sort of ballady. Right. But we all we we all thought "Kiss and Tell." i 
Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's, it's, yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, right. That's kind of yeah. something with a more upbeat. Right. Come on, throw throw a curveball when you're not established. No, of course. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, what are you gonna do? Exactly, and I, that that was the only album that I had. You know, the vinyl, the cassette, and the CD. I had all three. Uh, wow. at, at one point, you know, because you know the, the tape broke, the vinyl got scratched, and then you move on to the CD. So yeah, I had I had all three at one point. <laughs> cool, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I hope I get royalties from it. Yeah, <laughs> we're I'll, still paying them back, probably. Probably, yeah. They spent a lot on us for some reason. We were lucky though. Right. We got to travel and go to yeah, stay at nice hotels and good good restaurants and all that. It was all it was all good. Yeah. Didn't last that long, right? Like, um, yeah, but you guys went to the yeah, Grammys, like right? The uh, MCA, uh, Irving Azoff was fired, and the guy from Columbia, right. Al Teller or somebody like that, he replaced him. Uh, the uh, second album was recorded, right, with um, Randy Jackson. Was on bass because I left. I left the group in a in a difference of opinion. Right. I, I left and they replaced me with Randy Jackson. Right. Ends up, ends up being the judge on American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> all that, but like, uh, I didn't. I didn't hear much of that album. But he he insisted on having three songs or something, and they didn't. They didn't seem like Breakfast Club songs. Right. I don't. I don't know. I, I never really listened. I think I listened to it once or twice. Yeah. I don't have a tape of it or anything. Right, but some of them came uh, out, right? When, like, I guess the they delivered the album, and then the the new powers that be didn't put it out. That was, um, the, that was the end of Breakfast Club, pretty much. Yeah, but then like some some of the songs made it out like years later, right? On Percolate, right? Yeah, I I, I don't know. If, I, I yeah. Steve and I had a song on there called Mirage.
Right, it's a great song. Percolate has like five songs. I guess you call that an EP or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we're still doing a song even even today. That's great. So um, it's more. It's it's good to have something to do during this COVID stuff, you know. Right. It's nice to have a project going. Yeah. So and he's trying to get me up to snuff with with Pro Tools and all that. Right. So far, it's a tough. It's a, it's tough sledding for me. I'm not that great with the with the technology. <laughs> all your modern, your moderns. I'm not just not. I've just never been technologically right proficient. Yeah, I don't try. I'll keep trying. Maybe it'll. Maybe the penny will drop one of these days. Yeah, I'm sure. Just, it just, is just keep at it. Yeah, <laughs> having a having something to to, to work try on. To work towards. Yeah, absolutely. After after you left the band, how how like long after did you kind of like reconcile with the Gilroys? Oh, I ended up strange. I ended up living in, on Twenty Third Street. I I met a woman named Ellie. Okay. She happened to be she happened to be the mother of our of our uh, what do you call the people who sign you? Oh, the A and R guy. A and R. You sound fine. <laughs> you, you can always cut certain parts, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. There was no reconciling because it was no. There was no hard feelings. Right. In the first place. But um, you know, and then I guess we just drifted apart a little bit. Yeah. We missed the Mike, our friend Mike. That's he was our connection in the first place. Right. Jesuit military school in Chelsea, as a matter of fact, on okay. 16th Street. Right. Xavier and uh, Jesuit and military in from, from 65 to 69. Not a good time to be in uniform on the subways. No, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Mike was my buddy. And when I went to college, after I dropped out of college, I came back and I didn't know who to call. I didn't know anybody anymore. So I called Mike. He grew up. He was the next door neighbor of the Gilroys. Okay. So we all started playing. And Dan was an art artist going to Queens College. I guess he he'd gone to Queens College. Right. And he and other artists had gotten the synagogue really cheap. You know, rented it really cheap. They ended up buying it. The Gilroys did. But it was it was just this big old deconsecrated synagogue. Mm. And uh, Corona was Italian, but turning Hispanic at the time. Now it's mostly Hispanic, I believe. So it was right up the block, literally, from the World's Fairgrounds. Okay. So you could see Terrace on the park, and we used to play stickball at the New York State Pavilion. Right. <laughs> with those two, I don't know. And Terrace on the park was, I guess, the heliport during the, during the World's Fair. Okay. But... So it was kind of cool to have that park right there, and we started doing like a, it was the it was 1973, so it was the do-it-yourself time. You know, yeah, we're sick of listening to the Stones, the Beatles, the Who, and the Kinks and all that stuff. Right, right. Got to do it yourself. We were part of that era, mm-hmm. which brought which ended up with the Ramones, Blondie, and we everyone with the 
CBGB's was the holy grail of all the all the do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And we we wouldn't play covers, you know. Right, right. It's like we want to do covers. We were quite good. We were different in those days. Ed Gilroy was more the the main songwriter, but then Dan came along, started writing too. But they were funny songs. They we were very Kinks influenced. Okay. So it was like kind of clever, clever lyrics. Not, you know, just doing it yourself and really learning yeah. from scratch, you know. Right. And we just had this great space to play in, so we could we could electrify, get amplifiers, mm-hmm. and blast out. But we would we we wouldn't play after ten p.m. I think it was okay. <laughs> maybe maybe even earlier. Right. <laughs> it was. It was fun. We we rehearsed a lot, you know. It, it was so much fun. It was like four days a week, four four times a week. We okay. And Mike, uh, Mike, Mike's the one I quit with with and right and, and Madonna left left and formed our own group. Later on, Mike quit that group because he just couldn't take it anymore. He was he was working in insurance at the Metropolitan Life Building. And he'd come. Then we got a, we got this music building room on 38th and 8th. And Mike would come in dressed in his business clothes. You know, yeah. and he had a bag of regular clothes. And he'd come straight from work to this music building and just wore him out. Just wore him out. And he said, I can't handle it anymore. Later on, Mike passed away, which is so so sad oh, to, this, sad. to this day right. he, he was 46 oh wow and uh he had two kids and he was just he, he he had moved to connecticut had a house and a yard two kids right he had it all going on he got he got lung cancer oh no it's very sad yeah too young man no too it young. is yeah cancer sucks <laughs> Right? Yeah. I guess we're lucky, right? Yeah, so far so. Might as well. Might as well hang on. What's the rush? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. You got you yeah, to find the good in the world. I never had a family. And Ellie, Ellie passed away in 2013. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm bringing the whole thing down, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I miss Ellie too. Yeah, I moved out to Seacliff on Long Island, on the North Shore of Long Island. Okay. My sister isn't is is in this town. Okay. She's married to a guy named Andy Alador who wrote a book about Stevie Ray Vaughan, and oh wow, he does a lot of teaching, online teaching, and he right. plays a lot of gigs, and he played with Double Trouble. Oh, okay. He's played with the, the experience, you know? right? Yeah, he was in, he was in a band, Dickie Dickie Bates, called Great Southern. I think it was called. Okay. So it's good to have him around, and there's Secret has a lot of a lot of music in town. That's good. It's kind of it's kind of dead now with the COVID. Of course, yeah, of course. But uh, it's yeah. a pretty musical town when when things are going at at, at their normal pace, right? So I'm just holed up in my apartment here. I know, waiting it out. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird, man. You take care, man. You too, we'll be in touch. All right, now. And a special thanks to Gary for joining me today. And if you have a guest suggestion, you can hit me up on Twitter at the first Noah 19 or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Show can be found on SoundCloud, Podbean, Tune in wherever podcasts are found. Go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com for all your merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, phone cases. It's all there. A new episode comes in every week. Stay safe, everybody, and don't forget to vote. <laughs>